by the powers of the spirits of the East, who bring light, humor, and clarity, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the South, who bring protection, passion, and courage, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the West, who bring harmony, strength, and healing, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the North, who bring abundance, growth, and peace, we call to the witches. Desert Jen and Obsidian Musette Sage, here to share our knowledge with you on all things witchcraft. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Crones of the Wild Wastelands. Greetings, this is Desert Jen and Lady Sonica um, here today with you and we are going to discuss working with tarot after Sonica gives us our card of the day episode. Our card of the day is Yemena and she is a siren from the sea with golden opportunities. Important doors are being opened today for you walk through them don't listen don't open walk through them and that's a right. little cue for us all right um i'd like to warn our listeners i am babysitting today so if you hear some weird noises it's coming from a little three-year-old who was offered to odin or introduced to odin so hopefully she'll keep her odinist to herself okay so announcements as Loki into it. That's <laughs> true. Okay. Um, our announcements um our giveaway this week will not be part of the um boss, but will be a tarot reading by Lady Sonica. The rules are you must comment between Friday and Thursday. You must leave a message with an email address. It will be a one-card reading via Google Meet. Lady Sonica will arrange the time with the winners. Okay? So let's start with our subject, which is working with uh, tarot. The format we're going to use this um, for this program will basically be me interviewing Lady Sonica. She has been reading tarot for many, many years. So here we go. Our first question. Explain to our listeners how long you have been reading the tarot, how you learned, etc., etc., etc. I've been reading the tarot for over 30 years. Um, <laughs> uh, funny enough, I started reading the cards when my grandmother, who was a high priestess of her own coven, her and I got into a little bit of a... Um, hip about whose cards were whose and uh she, she wanted mine and i told her she couldn't have mine so uh started way back when i was oh probably about seven eight years old and um i started reading the tarot back then oh wow that's a lot longer than 30 years son well give or take <laughs> teasing you that's okay could you give us a short history lesson on the cards? Okay, do you want the history lessons of the tarot themselves? 
or when the cards first came on the scene? Why don't we start with the cards when they first came on the scene so people can better understand the evolution of the cards. Back in 1430, somebody, I, I have a name, but don't ask me. I'm brain dead today. I, I saw uh, that name this morning. I wouldn't even try to pronunciate it. The first set of cards were not even called the Tarot at that point in time. Um, they were called um, Fools and, oh God, what was it called? Fools and something else. And it was actually a game game to be played. It wasn't until almost a century later that um, the tarot came into being the tarot, um, being read for um, divination purposes. Um, they were the luck of the draw or something to that effect. It was before they were being read for divination purposes or telling the future they were called the luck of the draw and it was a one car pull and depending on what card you pulled which at that point in time there was only 12 of the originals they didn't have all the cards there was only 12 so you had a pull and determine which card you drew is going to determine what you got for um uh, uh, a fortune telling then 16th 17th century then the gypsies got involved and then it became a little bit more uh more than it was and that's how we got into actually using the tarot anything else you wish to know okay um what about the um rider weight or the weight rider cards which rider is what most people yeah, which most people are familiar with as the tarot. Um, those cards, unfortunately, did not come into being until about some 60, 65 years ago. Um, they, the writer rights uh, didn't come about until about then. Uh, about the time of Gerald Gardner, Buckland, Buckland. Um, they had many, many names for many cards, but the ones that we hold up now as the main deck, the Rider White, or however you pronounce it, um, yeah, those didn't come about until Gardner's time and, and Buckland's time, and then they became the overall, um, it was the French and Italian cards that were most popular back then. Okay. And All let right. me tell you, some of those French cards, the, the, their coloring was not the greatest. <laughs> there is the major arcana and the minor arcana. Could you explain the difference between them and what they are? <laughs> yeah, you were going to get that one. Okay, <laughs> the major arcana, which of course is, are your aces. There are several major arcanians, and the rest are the minors. Uh, the major, how do I explain this? The majors are the path. The minors are a depiction, uh, are an explanation of the path. You have your your cups, your swords, your you know coins, whatever they may be. Okay, you'll have your fool, your priestess, your um, tower, 
your death, all those are majors. Again, the majors are the path, and the minors are telling you which way you need to go on your path. Okay. Is that that simplified for you? Yeah, um, let's take it a step further. <clears throat> so you, you're doing a reading, and um, let's say you're doing a uh, six-card spread. And most mm -hmm. of them, most of them end up being like swords. Um, what, what just does that in itself tell me? Swords are chaos. Swords are a time of upheaval, of discord, of negativity. Swords deal with anger. Oh. Swords deal with discord. Um, swords could be telling you something that's coming up bad or something that is bad. Okay. Um, I mean, not all the swords cards are, are negative by no means. But most of them are. Most of the swords deals with some kind of discord. Okay. With negativity. Uh, what about um, pentacles? Ah, the pentacles. <laughs> uh, the pentacles is always about thought. Okay? The pentacles are how we connect with spirit. The pentacles are about your path. About what is coming to you on your path. Um, and a lot of times it deals with emotion, um, as in the actual pentagram or pentacle, um, we're dealing with the element of air and what is air movement. Okay. What, what, let's go to the next one. What's the next one? Cups. Cups. Cups are prosperity. Cups are, uh, how do I explain cups? Cups are about prosperity about moving forward, about gaining something. Um, cups usually deals with with financial. Yeah, nine times out of ten, cups, it's also about emotion. Okay. So you can have, you know, finances, you could have emotions. Swords, wands, cups. We need to talk about wands. Wands. Uh, a wand, <laughs> okay. Depending on where you're from, a wand and a sword are basically the same thing. Um, wands deal with more metaphysical, but they still have the good and the bads. Where swords will have good and bads, wands will have good and bads. Think of your tarot deck as elements. Mm -hmm. Okay, your wand would be the element of air. Okay. Um, what, what if you're doing the, the, this reading and a whole bunch of major arcana come up? What should Depends I start thinking which, about what that means? Uh, okay. That can mean quite a few, quite a bit. It can mean several different things. Okay. If you pull, if you pull and you're doing a reading and say more than half your cards are major arcanans, that in itself is telling you, you need to be aware. Okay. You need to pay attention to things that are going on around you. You need to become connected with things around you. Um, regardless if they're good or they're bad, major arcanans depict what you need to be paying attention to. Okay, many of our listeners have grown up um, being told that the tarot is like a spirit board and you will be inviting in evil spirits by using them. What do you say to people that say that? Absolutely not. That would be the same as saying that you yourself is a spirit board. Right. Because 
when somebody like myself does a reading, I'm not reading from my energy. I'm reading from my current energies. And that would be the same as somebody saying that you are a witch board or you are bringing in negativity. Of course, you could be bringing in negativity. But does that make you a witch board? No. Okay. Absolutely not. You're reading off what is coming off of the current. And that is the person you're reading for. Regardless of what mood they're in or where they're at, you're going to be reading the energies that are coming off of them, not off of you, not off okay. the card. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, part of the major arcana are some scary cards. Those unfamiliar with the tarot may panic when death, the devil, or the tower appear in a reading. What do they really mean? What do death, the tower, and the devil mean? Yes. Okay. I mean, people are going to be scared. Death, when, they when you see the card death, most everybody thinks of somebody dying. But what it actually means is there's going to be change within your life. Something's going to leave. Not necessarily a person. It could be a change of jobs, a change of locations, a change of ideas. Um, that is what death, the death card means. Okay. The devil, the devil card. It shows the devil holding the ch uh, two chains and there's a male and female. But if you look very, very, very closely, those chains are very loose. So therefore you are there because you choose to be there. You don't choose to think about things and change them. You allow yourself to be changed to the negativity or whatever is coming at you. At any point, those chains can come off and you can walk away. So that's what that card means. Okay. Now the tower. Ah, that's my favorite. I'm, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> um, the tower is the one card within the tarot deck that absolutely means destruction. It means whatever bad is happening, it's going to happen. And there's nothing you can do to change it. Unfortunately, that the tower is trying to give you a message to listen, to rethink things, redo things. Because if you don't, it's all going to come tumbling down. The tower is a very negative card. Extremely negative. But it's negative for a reason. It's trying to go knock, knock, knock listen, there's some things you need to change. Because if you don't change them, my job is to come in and destroy everything. Yes. And if you get a tower that comes up multiple times in a personal reading, that's a screaming that you're not paying attention. Yeah. You're not changing anything. And that is why you're having all the bad luck you're having. The tower means to listen and to change. Because if you don't, they'll change it for you. And it's yeah, not always a good thing. Yeah, the tower comes crumbling down, yeah. Yep. Okay. Do you ever work tarot cards into a spell working? If so, how would we Most go about doing that? Most definitely do I do use the tarot in spell workings. I have used it from everything from protection to uh, casting out to getting rid of somebody. Uh, let's work on the easiest. 
protection. If you are going to put a protection about around a thing or a person, you have to be very specific in what your spell is going to be, how you're going to word your spell and incorporate the um, card of choice from the tarot and where and how are you going to set it up on your altar. Um, everything is done by your intent. Make sure you have the stones and the crystals and the incense and the candles that you need. Don't just go slapping things down on your altar and think it's going to work. <laughs> you got to take some initiative and do a little bit of research. Yeah. And then really concentrate on what it is that you want within the spell. And then use the cards. Um, the tarot deck deals with everything um, from astrology to herbal to stones to crystals to food. You know, um, again, I will say, make sure you know what your intent is. Don't just throw something out there. Okay. And I, I think that's really... So it goes on a theme for anything with spell work is do your research. You know, you can yes. be a witch for 50 years. You still do your research before you cast that spell. I mean, I can't imagine having everything memorized. I mean, it, it, it's impossible. Well, some, some things <laughs> yes, have dual meanings for different purposes. Oh, they, you know, they have more than dual meanings, right? Depending on your card. Um, Yes, you have to know what card associates itself to the idea of your spell. Uh -huh. And then you need to know what cards are going to activate that spell. Uh -huh. And you need to know if it needs to have a male or female content. Um, there's a lot that you need to go into. Candles. What kind of candles do you use? You don't just use any color candles. Right. You've got to use the right kind of candles. And a lot of times, these candles have to be engraved with yes. the intent. Um, and then you have to go into understanding your candle magic and how to engrave and how to anoint and how to set up. Um, it all links together like a claw, a cog. The spell, the incense, the candles, the, yeah, what is your intent? Right. What is, and let me say something else that I haven't said before. When you are using the tarot and doing spell working, be very careful what you do because if you do not do your studying, you do not, you know, take the time to understand, it will come back and bite you on the ass. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. I've had that happen a few times. I had it happen once, and it taught me a very valuable lesson, and I never forgot that lesson. And so when I use the tarot or I use any of my tools, I really research what I'm going to do, yes. when I'm going to do it, what moon phase I'm going to do it in, you know, what day I'm going to do it in. I get all this information. and then. I write out my spell. Uh-huh. And yeah. sometimes my spells are, sometimes the spells are wordy, sometimes they're not. It all depends on what you want to do. Now, there is a thought. 
you can do one card spells on yourself. Yes. You know, take your your deck, shuffle it up, split it in threes, redo it, and then pull it pull card daily. And what does this card have to do with you in this day? And how can you incorporate it to yourself? Uh huh. Or change it? Yes. Because you can't. You can change the outcome. I um try to practice. I, I, I probably once or twice a week. I should do it every day, but I do it about once or twice a week. Just pull the single card out of the deck and, and look and see. Well, and it also helps me learn. Um, study the card. I guess what it means, and then I go look it up. You know, and I see. Okay, I thought it was this. Why? You know, that sort of thing. It's sort of like studying the cards, but um. I really enjoy just pulling one card and um, for the day. kind of gives me an outlook, sort of like watching the weather for the morning. Yep. I, I did that for like three years daily and uh, found out very quickly, very quickly. A lot of it has to deal with my mindset. Yes, most and definitely. And what my mindset is. And why is this coming at me? Okay, what is my mindset on this? How did I you know, interact with it. I I stepped back, I take a look, and I went, well, I could have done this better, and I could have done that better. Yes. And it took me, It. I mean, come on, people, we're being honest here. I mean, yes, I'm an old witch. Yes, I've been practicing most of my life. But there are some, some lessons that it took a while to sink in. <laughs> and like I said, it took me three years. And I didn't just work with one deck. I worked with three decks. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, one of them decks definitely kicked me in the butt a couple of times. And I had to step back and go, okay, why did, why did this happen? And what was my energy that was put into this to make this happen? So I had to step back and take a look at myself. And that is a very good thing that the cards do for you. They make you step back. Yes, they do. I, kinda, I I was in therapy for quite a few years, and when 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 it ended, I missed it. You know, then I discovered the tarot, and to me, they're just like my therapist. You know, they're kind of pointing things yeah, out. And, and, huh? They can be. Yeah, they can be, and um, that's pretty much how I use them is to kind of keep myself on track. There's one more aspect I want to say, um, and this this really discourages people but I need to tell you why. There may be a certain thing that you are desperately trying to achieve in your life, and you keep doing your your tarot, and you keep doing it, and you keep doing it, and it does come through. Well, it doesn't come through because it was not meant to come through. And I give myself three chances, and if I get the same response, all three chances, then I need to step back and go, okay, this is not meant to be. I don't understand why it's not meant to be, but I have to accept this. I like that. And I, really I have like to change that. my thought. Well, it, it's, it was something that I did for a long, long time because I thought I desperately needed it. Uh-huh. And it never came about, ever. Not for me. For uh-huh. everybody else around me, yes, but not for me. Mm-hmm. And I got very upset. And then I had, uh, then I had an epiphany of, of why. 
why wasn't it happening for me? There was a reason. And I had to let go of that need that I thought I needed. I had to find another way to achieve that which I thought. And if that's what, you know, if you do spell working like that and it doesn't come about, that is the reason. If it doesn't work, honey, um, it's not meant to work. That's right. We are working... We're working with energies that constantly swirl around this entire world, if not this universe. Right. And there are just some things that is not meant to be. And you need to accept that. Yes, most definitely. Because if you don't accept it, if you don't accept it, you're going to keep on hurting. I might give that a try. You got to heal. Yeah, you got to heal. You got to allow yourself to move forward. Because when you least expect it, something beautiful will happen. And then you'll understand. You'll have your answer. All right. Okay, let's um, move on here to explain what you do during a reading and come across something that would be, that would include bad news or hurtful situation. Within my craft, it is imperative because I am the reader of the cards for an individual i am bound by the goddess to always always give a truthful reading be it good or be it bad if it is a bad reading and i see the person across from me absolutely having a meltdown i will give it the i will give the answer but i try to soften the way that i present it uh huh. Because we are working with a human individual that has emotions, that has mental, and I don't know if this person has some kind of mental, you know, problem up above. Right. Um. You don't just, you know, blah blah blah, right in their face. I will take a breath and inhale, and then let it out and go. Ooh, stop. Let the words come, and they always come. Always. Uh huh. I I can tell them the bad news, but I can do it in a much softer, gentler way. Um, But for me to withhold information or not speak truthful during a reading, um, my cards will end up not working for me. Really? They will flat refuse to work. Yep. That's it. They will. That's why when I start my readings off, I always go through this little mantra type situation and i asked the cards are you willing to read for me today yes or no um is there anything that is preventing you from reading for me today yes or no depending on what the answer is you know i go on if everything comes across yes 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 then i thank the cards reshuffle and i start the reading if there is a no in that answering, I, I have to take a step back and go, okay, what is interfering? What is preventing the cards from answering me correctly? Is there an outside influence over this person? Is there another, has there been another witch cast against this person? You have to ask those questions. Right. You have be in tune with your cards just because you pick them up and shuffle them and lay them out does not mean you're in tune with your cards 
Okay, now when you get your yes or no answer, do you draw a card and take that as an affirmative or a negative? Yes. Okay. When I draw a card, I'll ask the question and then I'll draw a card. Depending on the card and the number, it's either a yes or no. Um, duels are yes. You know, like two, four, six, eight. Those are all yeses. Okay. And single numbers, single ones that don't play in, like 23, um, that's a no. Oh. You know, depending on what comes up and depending on what card comes up. You know, um, if I get a major arcanian that says no, that's a scream. Oh, okay. That alerts me. There's something else going on. So nine times out of ten, if I get a major arcanian and the major arcanian said no, I will close the cards off and sit there for a second, and then I'll look at my current, and I said, have you gone to another reader, or are you affiliated with somebody that practices? And that that's the first things I've asked, uh-huh. first things. Because if they have, and another witch has casted on these people, or another negative energy has casted upon these people, or if this person has dabbled into shit they shouldn't have um i need these answers because i cannot do a reading if that is in if that is on them uh-huh you now and i will tell them point blank if they tell me yes they went and saw another witch or yes they you know were in another cup blah 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 i will close my cards up put my cards away look at them and say sorry i cannot read for you today oh wow you have you have an issue and you need to take care of the issue. Uh-huh. There is nothing I can say or I can tell you that's going to help you. Interesting. And and if any of the questions come back that, yes, they, they've known somebody within the craft, um, they're not doing well with these people, you know, okay, well, this tells me something's been done to you. Somebody has cast it against you or you pulled it on yourself. Mm-hmm. Whichever the reason is, you need to take care of that problem before you go to another psychic. Because you're bringing your problem without telling them and laying it on their table and thinking that you're going to leave it behind. That's a no-no. Yeah. And yes, I have I have done this to people. Yeah. And the pe- there are those, but there are those that do practice very strongly the gray magic. Sometimes gray magic can be and a little scary. If you don't know what gray magic means, it means that you are, for most intent pur- purposes, a witch that wants to do good. But you're also a witch that takes no shit. Right. And if push comes to shove, you will use dark magic. Now, I think we um, all understand that. Well, you know, I did not understand it for a long time. I didn't really? understand what a gray witch was. I did not. I did not. I was in my 40s when I finally figured out what a gray witch was. Uh-huh. And I went, oh, okay. Because in my mind, it was either one or the other. Not there was both. no in-between. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, there's a lot of in-between. Yes, there is. Um. And, uh, yeah, I had to have a little education on that one. 
Okay, let's move on to the next one. Let's see. What would you say to a newcomer to tarot and where to go to learn the cards and their messages? I would say the best book in the world is Amber. You got the name. I'll look it up. What was the name of the book? Uh, Living the Tarot. The Kabbalistic Living the Tarot, as a matter of fact. She's an artist out of England and an author out of England. And let me tell you, she is so dead on, it's not funny. And she takes you through a practice of familiarizing yourself with your card. Okay, um, let, let, let me interrupt here just for a second. Um, you spell It's Amber, and I will spell it because there's no way I'm going to pronounce it. <clears throat> J-A-Y-A-N-T-I is her last name. Yeah, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny part is my um, cousin's sister happens to know her personally. Um, the first book she wrote, wrote uh, was Living the Tarot. And um, that was the one book that I started with. Well, then she changed changed it and upgraded it to Living the Tarot through the Kabbalistic aspect. Mm-hmm. When you combine the Tarot with the Kabbalah, well, opens up a whole series of new doors. I've been reading a little Fantastic. on that. Yeah. Um, it really does open you up to a lot more than what she did in the first place. Um, if you cannot get your hands on this book, and we will have the author's name, my suggestion to you is, first of all, I'm going to say this, when you want to start out on the tarot, the first deck should always be gifted to you. You should not buy your first deck. Right. Um, but if you have to, take a look at your cards, study your cards, the color, the design the picture, because all that has meaning. And then understand what is the intent of this card, what is the message of this card, and how does this message interact with all the other cards. Um, not everybody opens up with the wider right. You know, ev- everybody's different. Everybody has different cards. The one thing that you need to do is familiarize yourself with your card, with what it associates itself to, which I mean is um does it have deity aspects does it have crystal aspects does it have incense does it have you know medical use or magical use find out all this information as much as you can then again understand the meaning of the card i would suggest that a person take at least a week per card Uh uh-huh which will take you a year and two weeks, I believe, um, to understand your deck. And, you know, there is a difference between doing oracle cards, guidance cards, and the tarot. Yes. Um, you cannot do it. You cannot do a reading with the oracle cards. You can add the oracle cards to a reading, but you cannot do a complete reading with the oracle cards Correct. or guidance cards. Or, you know, those type of cards. They have to be a tarot deck. There are thousands of them out there. Um, just familiarize yourself with each and every card. Okay. Look at the coloring. Look everything on it. Okay. Um, next one. You brought up your children in the craft. Did you teach them the tarot? I- no. 
I did not teach my children the tarot as sitting down with them and having them learn. No. Did my children learn about the tarot through me? Yes. Um, my daughter who practices, she was always there in the background when I was doing a reading. My son, who absolutely wanted nothing to do with the craft, upon his passing, we found that he had Egyptian prayer cards <laughs> laid out in a tarot pattern between his mattress and his uh, box spring. So did my children learn? Yes, they learned from me. D but I did not sit down and teach them. I figured learning the tarot, if they want to learn the the tarot, they need to learn it the way I did. And that's through study. Uh-huh. If you have a question, yeah, you can go and ask. Or you can come to me and ask. But am I going to teach you? Sit down? No. It's up to you. Um, when a person is looking for the divination tool to use within their craft, don't limit yourself to, to the tarot because everybody else is doing it. Let it call to you. Let you have a feeling for it. Be it anything from the tarot to I Chi to the coins to the pendulum to what's ever out there. Scrying. There are some people that are fabulous scrying. Um, can I scry? Yes, but not to the same point they do. There are different things. Do not limit yourself to just one. Right. Is there anything else you wish to tell our, our listeners? When you're coming into the craft and you're exploring your, your pathways, ask whichever pantheon you choose to guide you. Keep your mind open, your heart open, and start understanding how you can be pulled to something. And there's a reason you're pulled. There is a reason. Get that item and start using it, and you'll find out why. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, do not limit yourself. Just because you call yourself witch, just because you're in the, you know, you're practicing the craft, does not mean that you have to start with, oh, the tarot. Um, I am a very strong tarot reader. I'm also an intuitive reader. My daughter, uh-uh, she, her, she works well with pendulums. Uh-huh. And... Not just any kind of pendulum either. It has to be a specific kind. Um, copper pendulums will not work for her to save her life. Will not. <laughs> yeah, will not work for her. But the others do. And uh, how do you find a pendulum that works for you? Very easy. First, be drawn to it. And then hold it up by the end, you know, the little thing at the end. And just hold your hand over it and think. Don't speak. Just think, will you work for me? Yes or no. First, figure out what your yeses will be and what your noes will be. Um, sometimes a no will be up and down and a yes will be around. Or it can be the vice versa, depending on what your pencil wants to tell you. Um, you know, ask it. And if it starts moving big time and you can think without moving your body, just think, stop. And have the pendulum stop immediately. Then that's a pendulum for you. I have found that the because best tarot cards that I have found are ones that just kind of called to me. You know, I, I saw yeah. one of the cards or something. I said, wow, you know, um, 
and I've got three of those decks. So, well, I've give I have seven decks right now, and that's out of the seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven decks that I did have. I gave four of those decks away. Uh huh. Because there was absolutely no. The, my first instincts was, ooh, take that away. Yeah. I, I don't like this. And, um, but the ones I have now, they, are, <laughs> they, they like to play with each other. And sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's a pain in the butt. <laughs> but they do. They like to play, they like to play with each other. I so, find yeah, that, um, uh, oh. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you you were talking about the pendulum and everything, that I, I find that sometimes when I'm looking for an answer to some questions, um, the pendulum's a lot easier for me than, than the tarot. But then again, I use the tarot to um, further explain what the yes or no is. Um, I've had some pretty good success with that. When I use a pendulum, I'm using a pendulum for a specific reason mm-hmm. um is it going to give me a lot of information no it's going to answer my questions yes or no the tarot always gives me a much deeper answer yes yes much deeper answer um now i have been taking uh I, i've done it dabbled before but i i'm seriously starting to um work with the crystal ball oh okay I was give I was I was gifted with a very nice sized crystal ball and the very first time I set it up in my house now this was in a corner in, in a special cabinet no lights no nothing around it and I looked over and it was like clouds were forming inside of it oh wow and I went oh are you trying to talk to me so um uh, that was my first introduction with my crystal ball. Uh, it filled up with white clouds. And yeah. I went, I didn't know you can do this. So I've been working with it. Um, I find my crystal ball, my crystal ball and my singing bowl are connected. Oh, really? Um, because, yeah, because when my crystal goes off, my, be- my bowl starts humming all by itself. And, and yeah, my crystal ball likes to play by itself sometimes. <laughs> Don't know. Why. I, I, I love singing bowls. And as a hint to any child of mine that may be listening to this Christmas, Yule, I want a singing bowl. I love. Oh, did things. I tell you? Did I tell you what absolutely fantastic thing happened? No. Um, you know that I have been thoroughly grumbling for the last several years uh-huh. that my singing bowl, my original singing bowl, was stolen. Yes. Right? No. Yeah, apparently it wasn't stolen. It <laughs> was hiding it was hiding in Kim's stuff. And when Kim unpacked it, guess what she found? My singing bowl. <laughs> it's funny how they kind of hide themselves, isn't it? I've had crystals that constantly would hide itself. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I've got a major thing I've got to do with a crystal right now. Um, well, I now have two singing bowls. Well, that's nice. Two big, two big ones. And I played both mine side by side. There is a definite tone difference. 
Oh, wow. Definite tone difference. And my little bull was so happy. She sang. <laughs> and, and, oh, she was happy. Now, the only thing I have to find for her is her thumper. Oh, dear. Because, hey, that's not a big thing to, you know, that's, a, yeah. that's not a big problem. Because, no, not a big problem at all. I'll take it. And as long as I got my bowl back, I'll take it. <laughs> okay, well, has this helped um, anyone out there? Do you have ideas that w- that worked for you and want to share? Leave us a comment. And remember that our um, our prize this month is a reading with Sonica. Um, leave us a comment, and we I'll direct Sonica to you, and you guys can talk about how to do the reading. Um, best way to do that. And I also, and in closing, I also want to um, note that August, tomorrow's August first. And uh, so I want to wish everybody a happy long. No. Huh? It's tomorrow. Oh, Tuesday. Tuesday's August 1st. So, yeah. uh, and also full moon, the first full moon of the month. We will have a blue moon in August. And we're supposed to have an eclipse. Are we really? Wow. That, that, yeah. that's a month full of, um, moon juju. I think that sometime during the month before the blue moon, we'll do an episode on blue moon magic. I think Obsidian and I may have done something like that, but we'll go into depth. How does that sound on how to use that blue moon? That sounds fair. Because, you know, I've always been drawn to a full moon, even before I became a practicing witch. And um, the blue moons just mean something to me. Partitioners out there, let me tell you, I've known this lady for many years. And there was quite a while that she was a witch in denial. <laughs> Very true. Um, so, thank you for joining Lady Sonica and myself for today's episode. I'm sorry it's a couple of days late, but we had a few technical difficulties. I think, what's this, our fourth or fifth attempt at doing this? Um, knocking on wood that when I close out of this, everything gets saved. <laughs> because I think uh, Lady Sonica will kind of X my butt if it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Sonica, anything you want to add before we close? Yes. For all you coming up out of there, may you shine, spread your wings, and fly. Blessed be. Blessed be. So, until next Friday, stay cool, stay safe. And stay weird, my witchlings. So mote it be. So mote it be. Join Desert Jen and Obsidia Musette Sage next time on Crones of the Wild Wasteland as we chronicle the ways of the witches. Care for yourselves and one another. Keep the strengths of the witches close to your heart and spirit. By the powers of the North, west, south, and east, we bid you hail and farewell.